Well, hello out there, planet Earth. Memorial Day weekend is here. I hope everyone is excited for a nice beach weekend. As for me, I will be at dance recital with my daughters. Anyway, it's Friday, and it's always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. ICYMI, or in case you missed it, SMB stands for Small and Medium-Sized Business. For the last 20 years, I've been a consultant for SMBs, a voice and a sounding board for business leaders, advocating on their behalf as well as their employees. I believe very strongly in sharing stories, providing perspective, and creating connections. So every single Friday, you can find me right here on talkradio.myc doing just that, lending what is left of my mind and my voice to this live radio show where I interview SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. One thing I've noticed over the years is that some of the best thought leadership for SMBs actually happens on Friday, right about the time we feel that freedom of the weekend coming, which... Most people are feeling all day today with the long weekend. However, we're also anxious to start the weekend. These crucial pearls of wisdom, they're often overlooked. They're forgotten in favor of our fun weekend activities and our freedom from work. Here on the show, we take advantage of that weekend freedom and clarity, and we discuss popular topics that are on the minds of SMB leaders as well as their trusted advisors. The name of the show, not just to play on words, people. My last name means free in German, so a little bit of method behind my madness for you. Today's episode of Always Friday brought to you by SDA Wealth Strategies, a boutique financial services firm in the Hudson Valley, offering personal wealth management and comprehensive business solutions for its clients. SDA stands for Simplifying Financial Lives, Designing Financial Strategies, and Advocating to Implement Them. SDA offers a concierge experience for individuals and businesses. The firm's highest priority is always their clients' best interests, while empowering people and businesses to be consciously proactive and to thrive today, tomorrow, and beyond. Beyond. For more information, visit SDAWealthStrategies.com. Memorial Day is a time to honor those who died during active U.S. military service. Most everyone out there knows someone who fits this category, so definitely take a minute this weekend to remember those heroes who are gone but not forgotten. In a similar vein, I wanted to just take a moment to say goodbye to a hero of mine who we found out passed away yesterday, native New Jersey star of the big screen, Ray Liotta, actor who brought some very special talent and edgy energy to the screen. Many special guests who've appeared on my show have said Goodfellas is their favorite movie, one of my favorites as well. You'll be missed, my friend. We also lost John Fletcher, keyboardist from Depeche Mode, and really hard to not mention what happened at the Robb Elementary School in Texas this past week. Senseless tragedy, important to remember the folks who lost their lives during this Memorial Day weekend. On the positive side of things, this weekend is looked at as the unofficial start to summer. People are flocking to the beaches in droves. Again, I'll be at the New Jersey State Theater with my kids all weekend and the other dance families. Jealous of all you folks who get to soak up some vitamin D. With the beaches and boardwalk open, all my kids want me to do is to take them to play all of the games with the chance of winning some prizes. Which is a nice segue into our show today, which is all about promotional swag for your SMB. Stuff we all get, or SWAG is the acronym, used to describe promotional products that businesses distribute to help increase the brand of the company. Items such as customized t-shirts, hats, water bottles, pens, among some of the popular products that SMBs will buy to distribute at trade shows and to their clients. In addition, with the rise of certain technology components and e-commerce platforms we have access to, many SMBs, they're also pursuing the idea of setting up their own company stores for their promotional items. Today, we're going to hear from somebody who partners with companies of all sizes to increase customer 
loyalty and employee morale through the production of top quality branded merchandise and superior award-winning service. Talk is cheap. We talk about it every week. We're on talkradio.myc. We don't want this to just be talk. The goal here is let's use the insight on the business landscape and create more impact on Monday morning. You guys know how I feel. SMBs are very often focused on the product that's going to solve all their problems, the shiny new mousetrap. One thing that I see out there is that products change every single day, and I know my special guest has seen that too. Every facet of our lives, there's no substitute for surrounding yourself with the right people first, focusing on a good, tangible process that's going to help you achieve your goal. You do that, the right products will be there when you need them. Everything begins and ends with the people. So in the spirit of surrounding yourself with the right people, awesome show here for you today. Good friend of mine, Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tonbo Visual Promotions. Fred is focused on creating and developing trusted long-term business relationships and innovating the customer experience. Since 1993, Fred has led the growth of, of, of the organization, providing best-in-class, budget-friendly messaging solutions, exceeding client expectations, and driving new market opportunities. He brings business acumen, a consultative approach, a depth of industry knowledge, and an unwavering commitment to quality, as well as a proven history of success in navigating the highly competitive promotional products industry. Drawing on his extensive experience, which spans sales, marketing, branding, production, and management, Fred has guided Tombo to an exceptionally strong competitive position. During COVID-19 times, Fred has continued to strengthen the supplier relationships and creatively build new alliances while remaining sensitive to the needs of all the global customer base. As the economy has been reopening, he builds on a tradition of excellence, stepping up in the areas of fulfillment and distribution, on-demand merchandising, and printed collateral. His dedication to the total satisfaction of each client is mirrored in the Tombow credo of MVP service. We will develop the right message on the right vehicle and get it to the right people. Fred is a phenomenal resource for this topic of discussion. And as always, we're going to discuss my favorite questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? Joining us from his sunny headquarters in Pennsylvania, my shamble partner from earlier this week, Fred, welcome to Always Friday, man. Great to have you here finally. Hey, thanks, Steve. Uh, thanks for inviting me on your show. I've been looking forward to it, and I'm excited to talk a little about swag, as you call it, and uh, promotional promotional marketing materials. Yeah, stuff we all get. Or if you're from Jersey, like me, shit we all get. But Fred, <laughs> I, I've been I've been a fan of promotional items for a long time. It's fun to see how the items in the industry have changed over the years. But there's there's no one better than you to give some perspective on things these days. We want to hear a little bit about how you got where you are today. Give us the founder's journey. Sure. So I uh, I started in graphics a long time ago before you were born and probably a lot of listeners are born. But in 1977, I took a job as a camera operator, thinking that I was going to be taking these great photos of, you know, swimsuit models and stuff like that, being like 18 years old. And found out it was actually a Reaper graphics camera, which is probably the size of most people's living room. And before computers, that was the way that you would enlarge and reduce copy so that you could uh, put it into a magazine or any printed materials or anything like that. Uh, and then in 1990, in 1990, I moved back to Pennsylvania from Texas and started working the night shift uh, at a newspaper doing pre-press work. And then in 1993, I decided to venture out on my own and start selling printing. So I started doing that. I was doing that for about two years. And then I met somebody who was in the promotional, promotional products industry and they said, why aren't you doing this? And I was like, don't know. So 
I started selling promotional items back in 1993 and the rest is so-called history. It's been a, it's been a great journey. Yeah, it's I've uh, it, it's interesting to see how all of it ties together from the printing industry going back in the day, but that's still a part of your services even today. You do a fair amount of it, don't you? We do. We do a lot of printing and all types of promotional items, all type of printed printed products, appeals, newsletters, anything you can imagine printed, we've done or do. So I, I just I remember my, my father's a retired teacher, right? And he he was a real estate agent on the side for for many years. And we have going back to the early eighties, these yardsticks with his name and information on it. It's like, remember yardsticks? It's like who the hell exactly. even uses yardsticks anymore? But you know, just talk to us a little bit about how, how things have really changed over the years. Like as as I stand by, and I know you do too, products change in everything that we do, personal or business. But, you know, again, there's no substitute for having the right type of strategy and the right counsel around you. Absolutely. So one of the things I always say when people go, what's really changed? I say, well, 20, 25 years ago, you could go in and sell an ashtray to somebody. And everybody would want an ashtray with their name in it. Well, you can't do that today. You know, first of all, not that many people smoke. You can't smoke in buildings most of the time. So as things change, technology changed, people started looking more into technology items, which are huge right now. Um, and they like any of the newest gizmos and gadgets that come out. People like that. So we try to direct them into the product that's going to work for them. Right. It's uh, it it just falls in so nicely with the way that I tend to look at things because it's it ev- almost every day I see folks just looking at the the hot shiny new mousetrap the you know the magic wand whatever it is thinking it's going to solve everything. Exactly correct. And one of the things we do we kind of work on a consultative approach. So if you come to me and say, Hey Fred, I, I want to do this whatever, I might say I probably will say to you. Steve, why do you want that? What's your end goal here? What are you trying to accomplish with this product? And then I might tell you, well, I don't really think that's the right product for you. And the analogy I use for that is if you go to the doctor and you're not feeling good and you say, hey, I don't feel good, the doctor just opened the PDR up and said, pick a pill. Well, you might pick a pill because you think it's pretty, but it might not be the one that's going to cure your ill. So we try to find products that are going to get the person's attention when they need you the most. So we want you to hold the product in your hand when you're, we want you to have a product in your hand that allows you to be thinking of the person that has, that has their brand on that for when you need them. So for example, you might have a tape measure and you use it and then you realize, oh, this is from Joe's Construction. You know, I should really call Joe's Construction to do this job instead of trying to do it myself. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. This is uh, I can't I can't wait for the rest of the discussion because I know we're going to have a lot to talk about. But the technology enablement piece of this is is big, like to get your your name and your product out there. But, you know, we also we're going to talk a little bit today about the concept of the company store, which I've seen evolve significantly over time too. Talk, talk to us a little bit about that. So company stores are a great way for getting your merchandise online and, and a lot. So we do two different kinds of stores. One is for profit business and one for nonprofit business. The for profit businesses, most of them use their company store when they're a larger company and they have salespeople, employees all over the country or even the world for that matter. And they want to make sure that they're all getting the same, same items branded the same way so that nobody in another state is just doing it the way they want it to do. It keeps consistency and clarity throughout all their items. Um, so what we'll do is put the store up for them, we'll warehouse the things when somebody in California, Texas, 
Ireland, UK needs a product, they send us the email or they send us the order. We fulfill it, ship it out for them. Uh, for nonprofits, it's used a little bit more for uh, keeping your name in front of your constituents and getting out in front of um, in front of people and helping also as fundraising where the markup on the product then comes to you as revenue that you can use throughout the year. Yep. And I appreciate the invite to the Lupus Links Golf Tournament this week. Uh, pleasure tearing up Green Valley Country Club with you. <laughs> that we <laughs> <you> did. <laughs> we're we're, we're going to take a quick break, everybody, but we'll be right back with Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tombow Visual Promotions. Stay with us. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy. And I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Welcome back, everybody. It's Friday. It's always Friday. It's Memorial Day weekend, and it's me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with my buddy Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tonbo Visual Promotions. Fred gave us some great stuff in the first segment about his journey and about his 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 approach with his clients and customers. Before we get deep into Fred's method behind the madness, I just wanted to sit out by the fire pit for a moment, which I hope to do a whole bunch more this summer now that we're getting everything moving. But while the swag industry revolves around products, everything still begins and ends with the people. Fred, Fred Fred, made that point nicely in the first segment. You got to know your audience. You got to know your message. After you're clear on the first two, it'll be really evident to, to folks like Fred who, wor- who work and consult in the industry, which products and vehicles are really going to help you make the right impact in the right forums. And this is not just for big companies anymore. I've, I've seen that along the way, like Fred alluded to, with big corporate America and large sales forces, you know, having access to a, like company stores 
stores and things like that where you know they they have a place to go central repository to get their their swag but there's plenty of smbs and startup companies for sure who are really looking to promote their company and brand through them through the use of promotional products and what is largely considered to be a product business by a lot when they look at it through that commoditized lens it really is a, a service business it's one of one of mon- many examples that i see out there where people are just looking for the cheapest price per unit when there's a lot more to it than that real real guidance and real experience that can be had there so fred we want to get a little bit into the method behind the madness once again again you gave us some great stuff tell us a little bit more about exactly what you're doing these days how you're doing it and how you're going to market for it with your with your clients Sure, Steve. So um, we get involved with anything that helps brand a business, whether it's a promotional item, printed product, custom packaging, kind of you name it. And we build our business really on referrals. So we've been in business 30 years and still have some of the same clients that started with us 30 years ago. And most of our clients have been with us a really long time. So we've built great relationships with them. We get to understand their business. We get to understand what products work for them, what products don't. So for the people who just want to go online and find the cheapest product, we're probably not the best person for them because we're going to work with you to make sure the product you get is what you really need and not just the product that you think is great and going to do. And then you're disappointed because you spent all this money on promotional items and they didn't get, they didn't get any business. They didn't even get any phone calls. And most likely that's because you didn't use the product that you should have to get it into the right people's hands. So we try to help to do that. Um, we, uh, we do a lot of event work. So of course, when March 17th of 2020 hit and everything stopped, our business came to a grinding halt. So a little scary, but at first we're thinking, well, you know what, it'll only be a month or so. Things seem like they get right back to normal. So we didn't really you know, worry too much. Then we realized, well, this is going to be a long-term thing. So we started doing a little bit more fulfillment work and sending kitting and packaging out to uh, clients. And so some clients would come to us and have us put together kits for their employees. Some would do it for their customers. And those those packages ranged from one little simple item to one client we did, uh, both we did wine, coffee, coffee mug, wine cups, a blanket, some food, just everything that was like comforting to the people who are at home working now who weren't used to that. And, and thank God for you sending bottles of wine to people at home while they're working. <laughs> yeah, that, 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 that went over very well, actually. So what, what they did was it was um, have, have a coffee to wake up and get your day started. And then here's a bottle of wine to relax and, it, you know, <laughs> and end your day on a, on a more comforting note. It hits home for sure. But you, you mentioned a couple of things there, you know, one of which really getting to know the people's businesses and re- helping them clarify their their mission, their vision, their message. But I know that part of your, your real future vision, too, is you, you've been doing a lot of work with financial and insurance professionals, which I do as well. And that and that comes with a lot of industry regulation around compliance, you know, especially in the insurance industry. It's going to differ by state as well. But you know, talk to us a little bit about how you've been approaching that. Well, we, uh, we, we've gotten to know some of the um, specifics for the industry just because we work with so many insurance companies over the year. So when we see something we think is a red flag, we, of course, point it out to the client, make sure it all passes muster and that everything's good with it. And it, within the insurance companies, we work with either the admin assistant to the president or the marketing department or the development directors, just depending, of course, on the size of the business. 
And then just like anybody else, we help guide them through products we think are going to work and fit their needs. Yeah, that's uh, I've been on the road plenty over the years doing national account work on behalf of financial services types of companies and the the amount of of swag that's there. Some of which you could tell they had some strategy behind it and made a lot of sense and very memorable and will continue to be used. And some of it you'll know ends up in a big pile somewhere, and then the, and then your spouse uh, nags you to throw it out for sure. Well, which is exactly why, and you hear the theme that we're constantly trying to find you the right product. Because what we don't want, we don't want you to end up with a supply cabinet full of products that we sold you. And then you're going to tell us that our product stunk because it's still sitting in the cabinet, even though it probably wasn't the right product for what you were trying to accomplish. And, and we also, we try to guide people into quality products. Um, I, I, I've had clients who just want like the cheapest thing they can find. And right. I typically won't sell that to them because I'm like, you don't want something that's going to fall apart in somebody's hand. You want something that's going to be there, it's going to last, you're going to have it down the road. Every time they look at it, they're going to think of your business. So I have a little, uh, some facts about this industry. And one of them is that 75% of the people who are interviewed believe that the quality of the promotional item is a direct reflection on the reputation of the company. So if you give somebody a cheap piece of junk, they're going to think, oh, this is a cheap company. I don't want to deal with them. That's probably what their work's going to look like. You have a nice quality product, they're going to think think again about using you because, you know what, if, if they're putting this much value into the products they're giving us, they must have that much value in the work they're going to do for us. Yeah, even though sometimes they're they're asking for the the race to zero and have something a nickel a unit cheaper. Which by the by the way, thanks for the 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 shirt over here. This is one of the nice nicest quality golf shirts I feel like I've had in a while. It, it looks great on you. Thank you. Thank you very yeah. much. Hey, you're welcome. So the uh, the you know you're in your logo too. Tanbo is Japanese for dragonflies. Uh, is it is it is that just something cool, or does it have some significance behind no, that everything? It has some significance. So when I started this business in '93, I was on my own. About ten years later, my now wife joined the company and started doing all the graphic art and some of the day to day management and stuff. And she's Japanese American, which which is why we are a certified minority business. So those, those of you that are looking for diversity spend, you can do that through us. Um, so Tanbo is the Japanese word for dragonfly. That's why you have the dragonfly uh, logo. And, and Tan, so the company was originally called Pennsylvania Visual Graphics. When we got together and, and started the business, or merged the business, she had another business called Tom, sorry, uh, she had a business called Tombo Promotions. So when we when we decided to merge two businesses, we wanted to keep both names, and that's how we got the Tonbo Visual. <laughs> awesome! It's a get, get, getting married, everything together. Love yeah, it. I figured. I figured once we were married, uh, if something happens, you're taking half anyway, so we might as well make it legal. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I, I love the idea of really playing matchmaker, getting to know the business, getting to know the people, getting to know their mission, and then really finding the right product that's that's going to fit into their world and w- where people will use it and where it will spread the word. Yeah, you know, that that said, there are some some items out there that are kind of it seems it seems like they're being used more and more just because of a function of the times like you know case in point you know pan- dealing with the pandemic which I know we'll get into in some of the madness discussion coming up in the next segment but you know the idea of doing you know personalized custom masks right mm-hmm. is I I'm sure there's been an uptick of that right 
Well, there, of course, there was in the beginning. Yes, a lot, a lot, and a lot of scrambling. And in the early days, those products were so in demand that prices, especially like on sanitizer, prices were changing almost hourly. And right. if you could even find this stuff, you know, it was pretty tough. And then people started getting into masks when they realized it was going to be a long-term thing. We started doing a lot of masks. So we did some PPE stuff. Um, we didn't do tons of it. Uh, and that was our choice. We just didn't want to, we just didn't want to have the issue with supply chain, which is really tough, promising something to people. Then you go to order from your factory and find out it's already sold out. You're starting all over again. So we found other ways during COVID to uh, improve our business. And a big part of that was doing the, um, services where we're doing mail pieces to, to individuals. What I was talking about earlier with the wine and the mugs and whatever else we sent out for people on their behalf. Yeah, and that's and that's something that you've been doing for a while now anyway. So that's yeah, least- it, yeah, it was something we always had done, but it really ramped up during during the COVID, early COVID days. So so I gotta ask, because you've been in business for 30 years and you've seen a lot has there ever been a macro external event for something to, you know that happened out there that really almost guided how you know a large population sure. of of your clients would order? Sure. Well, PPE stuff was one, of course, and then now, of course, you you know this well, being in New Jersey, that there's a plastic bag ban, which is also, I believe, the city of Philadelphia either instituted or is instituting soon. So because of that, we've had several of our New Jersey clients come to us and ask us to do, as the picture shows, tote bags, uh, freezer bags, grocery totes, that kind of stuff. So now you go to the store, you have your own bag, people see it, they like the design, they like the company on it, they ask you, hey, where'd you get that? Who's that company? Starts a conversation, which is which is really what you want a promotional item to do. You want it to start that conversation. Yeah, absolutely. The, the, uh, you know, the exhibits and displays piece of things, you know, that I've, I've attended and exhibited at many conferences all over the country. And I know that had to be a hard hit from the, from the pandemic early on. And I, I I have to assume that it's getting semi back to normal because there's a lot of, a lot of the industry conferences I've been in and around are definitely back on at this point. Has that, has that gotten back on track? Well, you're correct on both points. In the beginning, uh, March 17th, when the NBA closed their season, we were going 100 miles an hour, didn't even know how we were going to get everything done, you know, just try to work all that out to go into zero. Every event we had got canceled, and it was, it was you know, kind of like a shock, like, oh, no, what do we do now? And um, so, but now uh, people are starting to come back. We're starting to see a lot more trade show work. We're doing more displays, exhibits, tactical uh, banner stands. Uh, carpeting, kind of you name it, anything that you need for your trade show booth or for giveaways at the trade show. So that's getting bigger. And we ship stuff all over the country or all over the world, wherever the trade show is going to be. We typically will ship it directly to the show for clients so they don't have to deal with getting it there. Awesome. Awesome. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be right back with Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tombow Visual Promotions. Stay with us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. Are you passionate about the conversation around racism? 
Hi, I'm Reverend Dr. TLC, host of the Dismantle Racism Show, which airs every Thursday at 11 a.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Join me and my amazing guests as we discuss ways to uncover, dismantle, and eradicate racism. That's Thursdays at 11 o'clock a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a small business trying to navigate the COVID-19 related employment laws? Hello, I'm Eric Sauver, employment law business law attorney and host of the new radio show, Employment Law Today. On my show, we'll have guests to discuss the common employment law challenges business owners are facing during these trying times. Tune in on Tuesday evenings from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tombow Visual Promotions. And Fred, great stuff thus far. We, we It feels like we were starting to get into a little bit of the madness, which is what we like to talk about in this part of the show, the artistic observational part of what you do, the stories you have from the field. So you definitely touched on some things that you're seeing as of late, and especially with uh, the COVID-19 pandemic and things that, that came as a result of that. You know, one thing that we didn't we didn't get to yet and I kind of want to want to go back to before we get into some of the stories that you have from the field is that companies not only are using promotional products for you know, their loyal customers and to get the message out, but also for happy employees, like through the through the use of the incentive programs and access to the company store and everything. Give, give us a little bit on that before we get into some of the madness that you've experienced. Sure. So companies use promotional items for all kinds of things these days. They use them for customer acquisition. They use them for safety programs, you know, uh, good safety. They use them for employee incentives. So several of our clients, this is where company stores come in as well. Several of our clients have stores set up and the people in the company get points towards products, merchandise, you know, branded products for that particular company. Once they reach a certain threshold, they can go online, find a product that is in the in the point range they have, and get a product with the uh, with the company logo on it, which then you know of course makes them feel a little better walking around with their shirt or whatever it may be, and yep. they feel good that the company gave it to them, and and now they're proud to be a you know a, an employee at that company. And when you were first getting started 30 years ago, I can imagine, the, you know, in the promotional products business that the idea of maybe having a brick and mortar storefront, if necessary, or if desired would be there. But did you ever think you'd be making company stores that are basically virtual using technology? Never, never. never. And back back in the day when I first started, uh, it, it was we had uh, like a set of encyclopedias, two sets, actually. One had the actual products in it. And so you would find the product you're looking for. Then you would have to go to another one to find who the manufacturer of that product was because they didn't want the manufacturer to be in the book that you as a client might be looking at and just go, oh, there's you know the manufacturer or whatever. Um, 
and of course, most people we work with are set up for trade only. So they only work with people that are distributors like myself. So it, it's changed. Technology's changed quite a bit. It, it's not only changed making our life easier up until this recent uh, issue of supply chain, which has been a whole nightmare in itself. Um, but it makes it a lot easier for us to research. We don't need as many people to do the research for products. You know, we have it kind of at our fingertips, just like anybody else. And the whole company store thing, I never would have thought of that, you know, 30 years ago, not, not even close to that. And, and while the technology has kind of made, made a lot of things easier, I, I'd assume it's also made it significantly more competitive for you, has it not? It, it has. So, you know, being what people call a commodity business, it's very competitive. You know, you have some of the big players out there that advertise on TV and people go and they're just shopping to get the best price they can. Our business, as I mentioned before, is a relationship driven business. We want to build a relationship with you. We want to get to know you. We want to get to uh, consult on the products you're going to use. And then when you have an issue or a problem, we're right there for you. We're not going to dodge that. So you're going to call us up. If, there's, if anything ever happens, we're going to get it fixed for you and move on from there. We're not going to run you around and be like, oh, well, you bought that, you picked it out, you know, whatever. So um, it's, it's been, uh, it's, it's a big difference between us and the online stores is that you have actual live people you can talk to, you can get your problems solved, you can consult with one another and try to find that right product for them. Absolutely. So the, the the right products, you know, there's a lot of lists that I that I looked at, up and, you know, see myself firsthand for things that I come across in the promotional product world. But, you know, you talked about a, a couple of things along the way as a result of pandemic, things like masks and the, the bag plastic bag ban in New Jersey. So the tote bags and the, the slowdown and, and reinvigoration of the conferences, exhibits and displays, all of that. But the, the printing and distribution side of things is, is, is an interesting one in general to me. It's kind of where your roots were. And then you started getting into the promotional product side of, of, of the world. And in general, like I, I feel like I see a lot of slowdown with the printing side of things. But I, I know you're still doing a fair amount of it, especially I, I would assume, especially with the, the nonprofit type of work you do, like the event that we went to this week. Talk to us a little bit about what, you know, what you've seen there and how it could be used effectively, how it's, it's not something that's defunct as some people would look at it. Right. And, and printing kind of had a downturn for a little while. And now people are starting to do a lot more direct mail. They realize everybody's email inbox is so clogged with stuff, the message is getting lost in it. So by going to an actual mail piece and going back to that, more and more people are opening the mail. And if you pair that with a promotional item so that the envelope has a little bit of depth to it, people are going to open that. I mean, you get something in the mail and you're like, oh, what's in there? As opposed to if it's just a letter, you might just throw it to the side. So we try to pair the two together and, and again, help create that very strong message to get your point out there, to get your result that you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, definitely guilty as charged. If I saw an, if I saw an envelope or packaging that had some type of shape to it or anything, I'm definitely opening that more than I am the 600 emails I get a day. Absolutely. And, and informational printing is getting like stronger and stronger. We're doing more and more of it. And what I mean by that is even when we're doing just a box for somebody that we're going to ship stuff out in, putting your message on that box right there, you're opening up another can where it's like, well, you know, here's this company I've been looking at. They have this nice box. They sent it to us. Their message is right on the box. They can't wait to dig into the box to see what's inside of it. Yeah, no so, doubt. Yeah. 
you you'd mentioned you know that you know I know we talked about this a bunch, but the you know, the stuff that came as a result of the pandemic, the, like the masks and the the hand sanitizer, and you know a lot of it even caused supply chain issues and varying pricing and all of that. You know, going back as you know th- over the thirty years you've been in business, you know what what other event besides the COVID nineteen pandemic can you remember that really? had a similar effect on what people were ordering and, and messed with the pricing and possible supply chain logistics. Does any of that stand out? Well, just, I guess it was, you know, when we had the economy downturn, I guess it was 2008 with the crash that slowed people down a little bit. And of course, nine 11 slowed people down as well. Sure. So the, for, for probably a month after nine 11 business had, had slowed down quite a bit. You know, everybody was kind of in shock and, and, they weren't really worried about promoting their business at the time. They just wanted to get unity back in the country and, you know, deal with the terror that we had. So I would say those three times, but COVID was by far the worst. The, yeah. the other two were, were more temporary. Um, and they also didn't cause the supply chain issues and the work shortages and the slow turn times. So in our industry, prior to the COVID years, you could get a job and we could, we could get something produced in three, four, five days. Now those three, four, five days, in some cases, turn into three, four, five weeks. So items like apparel, glassware were, were really bad. So um, when we weren't doing any work at the beginning of COVID, we finally got a job in for some ceramic mugs. And it was a pretty big order. And we're excited. We're like, oh, man, we've finally gotten some work back coming in. We couldn't find a supplier that could fill the order. So we had to break it up in among several suppliers, which we, you don't really like to do, but that's what we did just so we could fill the order for the people. Right. Yeah, no, I, I would assume, you know, the, you typically want to do it with one one vendor and, you know, get the best economies of scale and everything. But yeah, that's, that's crazy that you had well, to deal with that. That and we have, we have a loyalty to the vendors and the factories we work with, just like we hope our clients have a loyalty with us. So then we get to know that vendor. We know what they can do, what they can't do. Same as if we're dark with the customer. We know what they need to do, want to do. So we know how to pair that up and make sure that the right product's getting produced at the right factories. Yeah, going going back to the thought of it being a commodity business, which I, I can rattle off any number of, of, of product or services types of businesses that are looked at in a commoditized lens. And it's probably one of the number one things I'm, I'm, I'm doing on a regular basis is trying to dispel that thought because I don't look at what you, you do as a commoditized business. Like it's a lot of people will cheapest price per unit, but it's really, it's really important to have the right type of strategy around it. Otherwise it just becomes a bunch of crap. That's like you said, (laughs) fulfilling up cabinet space. And exactly. It becomes a paperweight or a doorstop or, or just something that somebody stubs their toe on. And, you know, you don't want any of that. You want to, you want the product to get out and use it and use it correctly. Yeah. But nevertheless, I know that you deal with it as, as do I with certain you know things that I work with, but you know, I know you deal with it on a daily basis. Just, you know, I, I and it's kind of easy to say, Hey, if you're, if you're looking for the cheapest price, it's probably not going to be us. If you're looking for the right people to advise you, guide you, handhold you, work, work with you hand in hand on strategy of how you're going to go to market and really make the impact that you're looking to make, you know, how do you, how do you overcome some of those objections? Cause I, I'd imagine like people just, you know, with the advent of the technology, people are just hardcore price shopping. A lot of this stuff. It, it is. And they're just not the right client base for us. And we tell them that right from the beginning, if you're looking for the cheapest price, we're not right for you. If you're looking for the company that's going to be there with you, you're going to get good customer service. We're going to advise you. We're going to make sure your stuff's on time. It's done correctly. 
We're going to deal with an issue if there's any issues, which doesn't happen a lot, but of course it does happen. Um, then we're the, we're the company for you. We're very competitively priced. We're not trying to be the cheapest people. We're not trying to be a bargain basement company. We're trying to give you good value for your dollar. And we've heard over the years that that's what we do. And people like to come to us because they know one phone call and we're going to just deal with it. So just as an example of that, and, and in fact, Lupus um, Foundation, early on with a, with a different person that's running it now, the board kept saying, you got to get, you got to get pricing, you got to get pricing. And she kept saying, I'm not doing that. I know if I pick up the phone and call Fred, I'm going to have what I need. It's going to be done right. And I'm not going to spend hours on the phone trying to just find a better price to save us $3. You know, it's just not worth it. So people want that. And, and in our industry, when they do surveys, price usually ranks down around seven or eight on the list of why you pick a promotional products company. Yep. And up at the top is service and quality of products and attention to detail. And Exactly. Exactly. Yep. People want to know they're being taken care of. They don't want to feel like they're just another number on the list. Absolutely. I mean, it's a, it's it's such an easy mantra and thought to stand by, and, and bravo to you for doing it successfully over 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 three decades at this point. You know, getting to the idea, of, you know, back to the idea of the company stores, which is something that's that's cool and being sought after more. You know, is it is is there more of an intake consultative type of step by step process to consult with these with these folks on really what's going to work best for them? We do. We talk about what their need is, why they're doing it. So if it's an employee recognition store, it's going to be different than if it's a store for a nonprofit who's trying to use the products to raise funds. So it's a whole, it's going to be a whole different set of items that we're going to suggest that they use. You know, and then of course we also get people who they know that this is what they want and we'll do that. That'll be one of the products or two of the products or however many. And then we'll also add in items we think would be good for that. So we'll have meetings, we'll discuss it back and forth. We'll settle on the items, make sure that you're happy with them and we think they're going to work and then we'll get them up on a store for you. Awesome. I know you've done some work with, with, with some major sports teams. Have you, you, you've done work with everything from there down to youth sports and over the hill softball sports, like the, like the folks I play, I play softball with. Yes. Yes, we absolutely have. So we've worked with, Everything from, like you just said, professional sports teams in different leagues in the NFL, Major League Baseball, NBA, professional soccer. Um, and then we've worked with, as you just called it, what you just called it, over the hill, old man, <laughs> uh, baseball, softball, yes, with them as well. In <laughs> fact, one, one, of the, one of the people we've done work for uh, is uh, plays in the National Senior Games basketball. And we do their team jerseys for them every year. And we just get a kick out of that just because now, now this guy's like 80 years old, you know, still playing basketball. And I'm just thinking, wow, good, you know, good for you that you can do that. Yeah, power, power to him. I'll be, cra- I'll be cramming in over the hill softball in between dance recital events this weekend. We're going to take a quick break, but we'll be back with Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tonbo Visual Promotions. Stay with us, everybody. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy in Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? 
Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be frank about health to advocate for all of us. Calling all pet lovers. Pet Avengers, assemble! On the Professionals and Animal Lovers show, we believe the bond between animal lovers is incredibly strong. It mirrors that bond between pets and their owners. Through this program, we come together to learn, educate, and advocate. Join us live every Wednesday at 2 p.m. at talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Welcome back to Always Friday with me, Stephen Fry, your SMB guy. We're chatting with Fred Taffer, founder and co-owner at Tombo Visual Promotions. Just a quick shout out to Tommy D on Philanthropy and Focus, who was supposed to join us for the Lupus Links golf tournament this week and wasn't wasn't able to. So we missed you, Tommy. Uh, we did take a few shots uh, saying that we were Tommy D and none of them worked out on our behalf. So. So sorry we didn't represent you all that well there. But Tommy D talks about amplifying the message on a regular basis. I, too, like to talk about the message and the closing parts of the show here. The idea is from Weekend Insight to Monday Impact. Fred, you've given us some great thoughts here today. Really appreciate it. Hope everybody's listening who does work with promotional items in any sort of capacity. You know, one thing, again, that sticks out to me is your 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 MVP service model of we will develop the right message to the right on the right vehicle and get it to the right people. And it really, really resonates with me. But give give everybody some sound bites. You know, this very often is something that people will just try to find the cheapest price and not really put all that much thought into. And it can be way more impactful than that. But what kinds of sound bites would you leave everybody with for the weekend? Well, I've been thinking about this a little bit. And what I'd say is over the weekend, when you're doing stuff, you're at the picnic, you're at the dance recital playing old man softball, whatever you might be doing. Take a look at what you're holding in your hand or is nearby. Most likely it's going to be a branded item. And then that is going to make you think of that business. And it's going to, one way or another, form some type of opinion on it. But think about now, if that was your message on something and somebody else was holding your item, then they're going to think about you. So during the weekend, just count how many times you pick something up that's a branded item. And realize promotional products are here. They're good. They're going to stay, and people are going to remember you for them. Yeah, there, there's no doubt. And it's as as I was listening to you just now, I was thinking about even my softball team. How you know, not only is it a league of two hundred some odd people that that need the the jerseys with the team names and everything on them, but the team names are actually small, medium-sized business sponsors. And there's there's such an awesome collaboration and way to really get some great messaging out there. You know, you think of us, us playing, playing softball every weekend and all of us are representing a, a local small business. Mine is Genesis Logistics Company. 
But is that something that you've gotten into as well with some of the, the folks that you work with, whether whether it's major leaguers down to youth sports? It, it is. And, and one thing to remember, I mean, the main thing behind promotional items, at least for me, is you want to start a conversation. So, and you want to be top of mind. So what better way to be top of mind, but you're playing softball against a bunch of other guys wearing some shirt from a restaurant or some business where you're seeing that, you know, however many times during that day, when you need that product or service, you're going to think, wait, I remember that guy, he had that shirt with the cool like restaurant thing on. I want to try that restaurant or whatever it may be. And, and I think you might've told me that you remind me what the company you play softball for does. They're, they're a logistics organization. So okay. freight, freight logistics, trucking, et cetera. Okay. I, I thought in the past you were working at like a doctor's office or something. You were, yeah, it's different every year, man. I had a physical yeah, okay. therapy one last year. Okay. <laughs> so, and, See, that, that's and, a great, that's a great thing for a physical therapist to support a softball team where all the other people out there, you know, the armchair dad's getting out there playing softball and having an injury. And you're like, what am I going to do now? Well, I'm going to go to the physical therapist that was on that other team's shirt. Like, and I know who they are. And make no mistake, that has happened, including for I'm, yours truly. I'm sure. <laughs> But, sure. but but no matter like, no matter how you try to get your brand and your message out there, sometimes flat out, sometimes it, so, some people won't come across it. Period. No matter how hard you try, correct. correct. Like, that that type of forum, it's like I can't tell you how many businesses I was like I didn't I was turned on to and didn't know existed just from five years of being in the softball league with small medium sized business sponsors. Mm-hmm. And, and like I was saying, if you over the weekend when you're looking at stuff and holding products in your hand, you're going to realize that same thing, like. I never would have known this company if I didn't have their coffee mug or if I didn't have their their chair or whatever it may be. I mean, you know, items go from really high-end stuff down to just everyday normal commodity stuff. In some of the conversations that you have, Fred, do you, some small, medium-sized businesses that approach you, do they – they go. Oh, I'm not sure if I'm big enough for this. I'm not. I'm not sure if this makes sense for us yet. Like, but I. But I've been thinking about it. Is that is that something that's like a sentiment out there? Is I feel like it's you know it, it should that, be less and less at this point. That does happen. Pe- people think that oh, I, my company can't afford a promotional item, and I tell them you can't afford not to have a promotional item because again, everything we do is to try to get a conversation started and try to get them to learn a little bit more about your business. And what better way for them to even see your business, but to go get a cup of coffee in the morning and there's your branded mug. And they're like, okay, so let me call these people now because you just happen to be thinking about whatever it was their brand is at that particular time. Yeah. And the idea, the idea of things being fully, fully integrated too, is just, you know, I keep, it's, I can't believe I wasn't really thinking about this strongly before, but the idea of the, of the softball league is something that hits home so well. It's, mm-hmm. it's again, it's just a league by itself, a consistent group of, of people, consistent, you know, recurring types of, uh, types of advertising, but the sponsors actually change every year. And it's again, like some of these businesses, I wouldn't have had any idea existed. And also some of them started recently, like some of them even got started during the pandemic and they, right. they, they want to get, get their message out there. It's just something where they, they know they're guaranteed some uh, some shelf space in the supermarket, so to speak, no, where they're going to no, be and, seen. And, and that's really like what we do is we'll work with a company to get their message out, whether it's a printed material, whether it's a promotional item, even if it's a, um, a social media content, you know, we can help them tie all that together because you want to keep consistency and clarity throughout your brand. You want, you want to make sure your brand looks the same 
on all the different products you use and you're getting the same message out over and over again. You know, repetitiveness is what comes across on your mind. You know, you keep hearing that same ad or seeing that same product over and over again. That's going to be on top of mind when you need that product or service. And that's our main goal. You know, a mutual friend that we've networked with, Michael Leibowitz, said on the show a little while back, mar- marketing is a- asking somebody out on a date and branding is the reason they say yes. Yeah, that's that's really good. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's true. And the other thing, too, is you don't you want to always be marketing your company. You don't want to do it when business is slow. That's the wrong time to do it. So a lot of times we'll hear, oh, we're so busy, we don't need any marketing. And I go, well, what about when things slow down? You can't just market then because it's going to be too late. So I, I always recommend continuously marketing your business, continuously finding new ways to get your name out in front of people. Absolutely. More information, Fred's website, Tonbo Promo, T-O-N-B-O-P-R-O-M-O.com. You can email him at fred at tonbopromo.com. Fred, what's your phone number? Throw it out there for everybody. That would be 215-723-0250. And we work nationally. So we have clients all over the country. So if you're somewhere and you're not in the tri-state area um, and you're worried about it, we have plenty of clients in California, Illinois, Texas, kind of you name it. We we have clients there. Get, get the conversation going. Fred is your man for promotional items and strategy. Fred, thank you so much for being here once again today. Really appreciate you coming on. I know we've been talking about it a long time. Yeah, I appreciate it, Steve. Um, I, and I hope that my messaging came across and that people got a better grip on promotional items and why and when they should use them and printed materials as well. Absolutely. Before I let you go, we're going to revisit the answers to my questions. Who's your favorite movie or TV show character? What's your favorite movie or TV show? What's your favorite musical instrument? And who's the artist you'd like to hear play it? So without further ado, your favorite movie character is John Dalton from Roadhouse, which I actually caught caught on TV the other night. An NYU graduate turned tough bouncer who was brought in to tame the double deuce, a dirty, rowdy bar, badass, resilient character who actually tells his staff, similar to some things I hear from you, Fred, you're always saying, you could always be kind. Dalton says, I want you to be nice until it's time to not be nice. Correct. Correct. <laughs> Love yeah, it. I, always, I always liked his resiliency, his tenacity, and the fact, you know, an issue would pop up and he would just deal with it and take care of it. Yeah, and and barely flinch, even though he wasn't necessarily the biggest guy in the room, which good lesson for all the SMBs out there. You're never going to be too small to, to really take this seriously. So so favorite your favorite movie or TV show? You said movie, Blazing Saddles. I did. Love it, man. <laughs> and now I'm in it. <laughs> yeah, now you're in it. In order to ruin a Western town, a corrupt politician appoints a black sheriff who promptly becomes his most formidable adversary. So favorite favorite along the way as well. Love it. Your your favorite instrument and the artist you'd like to hear play it. You gave you gave me a couple. You said the I, keyboard. I mm-hmm. You said the keyboard. You said Pete Sears and Chuck Level. So Pete Sears, an English rock musician, who's been around for more than six decades, has been a member of many bands. But you remember what his first band was that he was touring the UK with? I, I do now because you just told me that. I had no idea. But uh, it's called Sons, Sons of Fred. Fred. <laughs> so that must be why. I'm such a fan. 
Yeah, definite attraction. Ed, Ed Chuck Level, a, a, a member of the Allman Brothers Band throughout his, their commercial zenith in the 70s, became a founding member of the band C-Level, which you pointed out to me, C-Level, Chuck Level. Uh-huh. Right. So he served as the principal Tory keyboardist and de facto musical director of the Rolling Stones since 1982. And with the exception of Bridges to Babylon, he's been performing on every album. So great stuff. Love spending some time with you, Fred. Thanks again for the invite this week to the Lupus Links Golf Tournament. Uh-huh. You're welcome, and thanks for having me on your show. It's been a blast. Absolutely. Everybody, have a great, safe Memorial Day weekend. Remember those who have fallen. Reflect on uh, some, some relaxation time. Get some of that vitamin D out there. Thank you for joining us on Always Friday. We hope you gain some weekend insight to make a Monday impact. Enjoy the weekend. We'll see you next week, Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern time, right after Tommy Dion Philanthropy and Focus. Bye-bye, everybody. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you on edge? Hey, we live in challenging, edgy times, so let's lean in. I'm Sandra Bargeman, the host of The Edge of Every Day, which airs each Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. Tune in live with me and my friends and colleagues as we share stories and perspectives about pushing boundaries and exploring our rough edges. That's The Edge of Every Day on Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on talkradio.nyc. informed about menopause and how it impacts on your life? Hi, I'm Pat Duckworth, women's health strategist and host of the Hot Women Rock radio show, empowering women leaders at menopause. Join me every Thursday at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. UK Time on talkradio.nyc for interviews with inspirational women who will share their top tips to rock your world. In a post-COVID world, you may have many unanswered questions regarding your health. Are you looking to live a healthier lifestyle? Do you have a desire to learn more about mental health and enhance your quality of life? Or do you just want to participate in self-understanding and awareness? I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each Thursday, I will tackle these questions and work to enlighten you. Tune in every Thursday at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will be Frank About Health to advocate for all of us. Gateway to the Smokies. It airs on talkradio.nyc every Tuesday night from 6 p.m. to 7. Every episode is dedicated to memorable experiences in the Great Smoky Mountains National Park and surrounding areas. 
This show features experts and locals who will expound upon the richness of culture, history, and adventure that awaits you in the Smokies. Tune in every Tuesday from 6 p.m. to 7 on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower.